Greetings and welcome to a brand new episode of Out The Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We are back for a brand new show. This is episode 90. We have made it to the 90th episode. And as I always say, we're getting closer and closer to 100. So I'm looking forward to that 100th episode. I really feel like I'm going to make that 100th episode before the year is up. But... Thank you again to our viewers, our listeners, everyone that takes the time to tap into the podcast, whether you listen via Spotify, Google, Apple, or you catch it via video on our YouTube channel, Out The Box TV. Your support is definitely appreciated. As always, I got a dope guest with me today. I'm really excited to talk to this brother because I've been trying to work out this interview for a little while, so it's really dope to finally get him on the platform. But before I introduce him, I do want to shout out some things Out The Box related. Remember, we got our website, outtheboxmedia.com. You can go to that website to get acquainted with all of our previous shows. We have over 150 artists, interviews, and growing that you can find on that platform. You just have to click the TV shows or podcast tab. Also, I mentioned it in the last show, but I'll mention it again. I just put out a brand new book. It's actually my first book. It is a guidebook entitled Creating a Successful Interview Podcast. And, you know, it's really inspired from my last 13 years of doing interviews and getting feedback on my style and my approach to interviews. It's just something I wanted to share that would help people who are either starting their podcast journey or a little bit along and just need a little bit more help in putting together a successful interview podcast. So that is available on Amazon.com right now. It's currently digitally, so it's an ebook, but the print book will be coming soon it'll be next so if you have any questions about it hit me up at the website outtheboxmedia.com just go to the contact tab and you will um be able to reach out via the contacts there also we have our merch page which is outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com where you can find out the box talks merch and a lot of authentic hip-hop related merch as well We have coffee mugs up for Out The Box Talks on that site as well. So if you want to support what we do and you really appreciate what the platform stands for, you can go ahead and get you something and and rock it proudly. Also, we have our Patreon page where you can find access to exclusive interview clips that are only available to Patreon subscribers, those who go above and beyond to become members of Out The Box Media And trust me, there's a lot of dope content on there. There's over 30 interviews that are exclusive to Patreon, Out The Box Media. So go, you know, check that out. And you can actually take a list of, take a look at the list of artists that we have interview features for. Also, if you would like to donate, you can send donations to Cash App at hashtag OutTheBoxRep or at PayPal at paypal.me slash OutTheBoxMedia. Last but not least, as I said earlier, the platform is on YouTube. 
So if you are watching this episode on YouTube and you have not subscribed, feel encouraged to hit that subscribe button and click the notification bell so you can keep updated with all things out the box media related. Um, well, out, out the box TV related for the channel. Also, we are streaming on audio podcast platforms like Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Overcast. Generally, where you find podcasts, we are there. And you can find the high-quality audio version to these shows there as well. All right, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. Always want to make sure I share that information for new viewers and listeners All of those links are in the description of this YouTube video as well as the podcast, audio podcast platforms. It's in the description there as well. So, like I said, I got a dope guest with me today. I have been uh, working to get this brother on the platform for a little while now. So, like I said, I'm really excited to have him on. He is a native of Los Angeles, you know, representing the West Coast. But his music is just really just laid back but full of substance. And it's just an overall good experience when you listen to his music. And I feel like that's a consistent thing for him, which is also dope to know. He released a project in 2017 entitled Daydreaming with the Delhi. And... In 2020 of last year, in the summer, he released a project called Jazzy Vibes with producer Emma Pia. So we're going to talk to him specifically about his most recent project, Jazzy Vibes. And we'll get a chance to know a little bit more about him because I feel like he has an interesting story to tell. He also released a single in September entitled Timeless, produced by... Phonics, and earlier this year, he also released a single called Ill, Ill Jazz with Maple Syrup. So, yeah, we're going to get into it. Again, this is episode 90. So to all of our viewers and listeners, I want to welcome to our Out the Box Talks podcast, my brother hailing from Los Angeles, California, Kid Abstract. Welcome, welcome. What's peace, good? Peace. What's up, y'all? It's a pleasure to be here, man. Um, I always uh, appreciate being invited to new platforms, man, and being able to uh, get a little deeper into my artwork and uh, and what I do, you know, as an artist and, and the music, because I know people love hearing the backstory and uh, finding out a little bit more about the artists they they support. Definitely, definitely. So, like you said, backstory which is really a good place to start. Can you give the listeners out there and the viewers out there an idea of what initially gave you the inspiration to become an MC? Oh yeah. Um, well, it was, it was first listening to uh, Biggie and Tupac take as a kid in elementary school. Uh, that's my first introduction to hip hop uh, cassette tapes on a boom box. Um, I didn't have that around my house, so I had to sneak over to a neighbor's house 
he was my age, but he had older brothers who were into hip hop and they had the tapes and we'd throw them on the boombox and we would just sit there in awe of like of Biggie and Tupac. And, you know, we, we would run the tapes completely and just listen to it and, and fully absorb it, you know, which is different from from what I feel like now where, where music is so easy to just skip through. You know, we can we can pick we can pick songs. We're in the era of singles. But then I was actually absorbing the albums and all the content and all the the topics and the rhymes and the flows and the energy. And uh, later on in, in middle school, a lot of my friends were freestyling, uh, just kind of clowning on each other, you know, rap battles and, and just having fun. And I was like, yo, this is super dope. Let, let me try this myself. So I got in it freestyling, just clowning on my classmates. And they thought I was pretty dope, actually. So so then I started writing rhymes and recording on my cell phone. Mm. So, you know, these are older cell phones, flip phones, and they had like recording programs in them. So I would, I would go home, write a 16 real quick and uh, record it on my phone, go back to school, show my friends like, yo, check out what I did right here. And uh, so I would hold the phone to like the speaker of, of my computer and like just buy my 16 and uh, go, go back to school, show them. And they're like, yo, this is super dope. You need to take this to a professional studio. Mm. So it was all encouraged by friends telling me that I was good because I just loved it. You know, um, I always loved the culture. Break, you know, B-boys and B-girls were always around me, you know, graffiti artists. I know a lot of DJs, producers, and I, I just always loved the sound and the energy around the culture. Wow, man. You know, you're taking me back a little bit because you, you talked about writing the, the lyrics in your phone. And <laughs> I, you know, when I started, because fun fact about me, I also MC as well. And when I started rhyming in high school, it was no phones. You know what I mean? I came up in the 90s. So it was straight up, you know, the, the black and white composition notepads. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I had like crazy pages of rhymes and there was really no structure. I was just writing to write, you know, like I was, I didn't have no beats. I just was writing because I enjoyed and I had love for the art like that too. So um, talk to me about like how you being able to utilize the phone benefited your experience as a, as a writer, as an MC. Well, I had the black and white notepads as well. I think at this time the notes, the notes app wasn't really that big. It, it was, it was a, it was still a flip phone, mm. so it was more, it was more useful for recording. So I would still actually write my raps, but having the phone to record everything on the go, like I can even have a thought come to mind and then say, you know, record on the phone real quick, right? And you know, take it home and then you know, work on it or whatever the case is. But having something that you can transfer with you so easily it is was super dope uh, especially being able to you know kind of record a preview of what you're working on and then being able to go back to school and get some feedback from from my friends i think kind of uh i think that's like that's an that's an advantage for sure definitely definitely i totally agree and now it's even become more advanced you know people are literally recording songs on their phones you know so that's yeah, dope. Making beats on their phones. Word, yeah. you know. So the the album that you have out 
which is currently out now, but came out last year. And I feel like this album has kind of grown. You know, like we're in 2021 and I think people are still talking about it, which is not a common thing for a lot of artists these days. Like they put out an album and then next year it's like old news. They put out something new again. Talk to me about how you and Emma Pia came together to collaborate on Jazzy Vibes. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, first, I want I want to comment on what you said of people still talking about it to this day. Um, you know, I think I think a, a gem that I can drop for other artists is that we found different ways to promote the album. Like I didn't just release it, drop a couple videos and little content here and there, and just act like I didn't work on anything. You know, I feel like a lot of artists put their heart and soul into projects. They'll promote it for a few weeks and maybe not get the results that they want and just move on to the next thing, you know? And, and for me, I was like, nah, I, I need to be more persistent. I need to find different ways to get this message out because there's multiple, there's different messages within the album, uh, different ways I can approach, you know, content for social media. So I want other artists to, you know, to kind of keep that in mind as well when they put a project together. Um, you can figure out different ways to present the music to people. So I, I think um, Emma Pia and I, uh, really zoned in on like you know figuring out figuring out a way to have you know longevity longevity you know with with this album and um, for me you know when I make music it's always about leaving a mark and you know not just lasting for a day or two you know like club music for example you know it's played at the club for maybe a month and then people forget about it right but for me I wanted to have some substance that you know that that would you know last the test of time. So you know, for you for you to um, for you to notice that and and mention that that the album is still being talked about about a year later, uh, man, I'm I'm overjoyed, man. I'm super happy about that. Um, super blessed, thankful that that's the case because um, we we put a lot of work into that. So I wouldn't want it to just be played for a couple of weeks and then just forget about it. So we were actually blessed to be able to do a third repress of the Jazzy Vibes uh, vinyl. And I think we might actually be doing a fourth because the sales have been doing so well. Um, so, so, but back to your, back to your question. Um, uh, Emma Pia had reached out to me uh, regarding a song from my group, Revolutionary Rhythm. Um, he really liked what we did. And he's like, let me do a remix of it. Can you send the vocals and the cuts? So I sent it to him. He tried to do something and he was like, you know what? I love the original too much. I couldn't find something that worked for this. How about we work on something original for us? So I was like, all right, bet, let's do it. Um, you know, time kind of went on. We never actually connected. It was uh, we were talking here and there, but nothing ever happened. And uh, one day, randomly, I'm on Spotify. I decide to check out his beat tapes, and I see a lot of it is uh, self-released through his own label. Mm. So I'm listening to it, and I'm and I'm getting all these ideas, and I'm like, wait, hold up, let me write all this down. Let me approach him and see what he thinks about making an album with all these beats that I already released. So he's he's like, yeah, let's do it. That makes it that actually makes it easier for me because I think at the time he wasn't really working on too much, so it kind of made it easier instead of having to start from scratch. So I send him vocals on all these beats, and uh, you know, it's uh, it was crazy because we finished the album before the pandemic. Mm. And we're trying to get it all together, you know, packaged up and ready for, you know, 
marketing and, and uh, promoting. And uh, that's the pandemic, you know, COVID hit and we were sitting on it. Like everyone was kind of like in this, in this uh, weird state. Like we didn't know like if it was a good time to promote music. I myself was like, maybe we should wait till things kind of die down a little bit, you know, and things get a little calmer, you know, people are in a better place. Um, but I don't know, I don't know what it was. We were just like, nah, you know, we, we work really hard on this. I think people actually need to hear this at the time. I think they need music right now to kind of keep their minds off of all the things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of political stuff going on too, man. So uh we did we released it and uh it, it, it did really well man i, I think it, it brought like kind of peace of mind to people man and that was kind of my goal just kind of bringing good energy that's always kind of my goal with my music is to uh even though i might talk about you know some struggles that are happening um i'm thankful to say i'm, I'm a pretty positive guy um thanks to my family and the friends that i'm around um you know we try to uplift each other and i think that shows through the music um, that that's really important for me. It's kind of I want it to be an escape for people. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely recognize that in your music, and I and I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit later. But let's talk about the other contribution to Jazzy Vibes. We have DJ Million Faces, who's another person like featured featured heavily on the project, and he's also on your daydreaming project as well can you talk about how your relationship with him came to be and why he's such an important contributor to your music oh yeah i'm I'm glad you asked that man um he our group revolutionary rhythm i'm with another mc by the name of predominance we met in middle school um and later formed a group in high school we hit we had a lot of success and um during our live shows we didn't have a dj and uh, we were like yo it's really important for us to have a dj like that's the backbone of hip-hop like we got to find somebody but the thing is that our group our you know our group is really tight like we don't just let anybody in it's not only about talent it's also about being a good person a genuine person you know a humble person um and so i don't know why but i went on twitter one day and a friend of mine you know, I, I trust her um, her musical ear, and she listens to a lot of dope stuff. So she tweeted, "I'm at I'm at this uh, this place called the Urban Arts Center. It's in Wilmington, uh, California, right here in, in L.A." And uh, she tweeted, "I'm listening to some dope music from DJ Million Faces." So so I, I go on his page, and I'm like, "Oh, this this dude this dude is dope." And so I decided to go check him out. And the dude is like mad talented. Like you don't see a lot of DJs that are nice with the cuts. You know, a lot of them know how to mix and match music and whatnot, but he knew how to cut it up. So I was like, oh, that's even better, man. So I messaged him and I was like, yo, man, um, I would really like to meet you. I'm a fan of your work. Uh, let's build. So so he invited me over. Man, was super humble, um, super just mad respectful, just just you know that that's always important for me it's always about being a good human being before you know just a you know a talented person so so we you know we connected right away and uh we decided to work on some music with the group first and um i think we released an album called the art gallery mm. uh, which you guys can find on the bandcamp it's uh, revolutionaryrhythm.bandcamp.com 
Um, but so, you know, we had that cool relationship and he, he was mad talented. People really loved what he brought to the music and brought another element, the cuts, you know, the, the, like I grew up on Gangstar hearing primo cuts on the tracks, man. And I, I always loved that. I, I always like, yo, I need to find a DJ that could hook me up with some stuff like this right here. And Million is mad talented, man. I, I learned that he was, like, I always appreciated his cuts. But w- when we went out to DJ battles, other DJs would, would go up to him and be like, yo, you are you are crazy good. So that's what I knew. I was like, oh, so the other DJs are giving him mad props. All right, this dude's mad talented, man. We got a good DJ right here. That's dope. That's definitely dope. Now, I want to take it a little bit back. You released the Daydreaming Project in 2017 produced by the deli which is a really dope project as well but it does sound a bit similar to the jazzy vibes album so outside of it being done by different producers how would you describe the difference between those two albums uh so with with daydreaming the the idea was that we only sampled brazilian records um, and that was kind of a, that was a dream of mine for a long time because I, I listened to a lot of Brazilian hip hop um, artists like uh, Marcelo D2, um, Kamau was his name, man. And, and just a lot of like um, hip hop infused with like Brazilian samba and jazz. And especially like groups like The Far Side, where they have that song uh, Running. I, you know, I believe that samples a Brazilian record. And I always loved that, that Dilla production where he he sampled a lot of Brazilian records and I have family from Brazil so for me it only made sense and I had recently uh, had a trip to Brazil Mm. um, during the World Cup this is 2014 and um, you know I really wanted to capture that energy in there that feel that is just it's uh it's really written the culture is really rich you know um, the, the music is beautiful so I wanted to mix that with hip hop and the deli was already a fan of a lot of the Brazilian records that I was listening to as well. So it, it just, it came so naturally and quick and, you know, I'm super happy with that, that album too. I have a lot of people that still hit me up that want vinyl. Uh, hopefully I can make that happen, uh, but no promises. Um, but, uh, but I, I think uh, the sound is definitely um, very similar, and and I'm glad that it is because mm. I don't want to put myself in a box, but you know I just do what resonates with my soul, and it happens to be, you know that that jazz infused hip hop, and that's what I love. I, I I can't help it. Like I try to do something different, but I always end up coming back. I, I just I can't I can't help it. Listen, man, you got to be true to yourself, and I think that is what. I, my belief is that I think that's what we're here to be is to give our authentic self to this world. And what's, what's the best way to be your authentic self by being true to what resonates with you. So. Amen to that. Yep. Yeah. So the deli, just, just so I'm clear, is that a producer collective or is that just one person? Oh, it's just one person okay. uh, from Texas. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had uh, I had reached out to him on SoundCloud. Um, this is you know SoundCloud was like huge at the time. Um, that was that by the way that was a dope time, man. I kind of missed that uh, when SoundCloud was popping, man. That that was a good time. What did you miss about the SoundCloud 
I guess the SoundCloud era of you releasing music. What was it about it that was special? Uh, maybe it was like the uh, the mind state of a lot of the artists uh, being in like one one specific platform where only the music mattered. I think a lot of us were really active on that opposed to like sitting on like now IG and Twitter mm. and like really focusing on an image almost like in trying to promote your music and in, in, in a way where, you know, you wanted to appeal to other people where you're focusing on graphic design and, and all these other elements. And SoundCloud was just like about having some dope music at the time, you know. I mean, now that's important as well, but then there's multiple things that go into it now. It's like you have to do so much work now uh, to present your music. But I think with SoundCloud, um, we were all on it, just waiting for another artist to kind of, we were all kind of feeding off of each other's energy and just dropping good music. Dope, dope. So on the first track, Jazz and Coffee Part 4. I'm going to get into some of the songs on the album now. You say you're challenging yourself to live a better life, more conscious of your health, living in the moment, trying to be self-aware. How has that experience developed since you wrote that record? Is it becoming more challenging or less since your artistry has grown? Um, you know, a, lo a lot of these things... Um, I've just, they're just a part of my life now, you know, just kind of happens, you know, subconsciously, um, you know, for practicing it for so long, um, you kind of try to, you kind of try to stay consistent and, you know, ho hold yourself accountable. Um, but, you know, there are different challenges every day, different obstacles, man. It's not always easy. Um, so just kind of reminding yourself. And, and I think a lot, a lot of my music serves that way, even to myself, like, it's kind of like, um, a lot of the stuff that I say, I'm kind of speaking to myself too. And also letting other people know like, yo, this is, this is what it is. Um, and, and, uh, you know, that for that song, it, it's very self-reflective. I'm, I'm sitting, having a coffee, uh, listening to beats and I'm just kind of reflecting on life and, and letting it all spill out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, being conscious of my health is, is, is just really important because, going you know even before the pandemic and now it, it resonates more with during the pandemic health is number one it's so important man and and you know after i had uh my my son my first son i have two boys now um you know just be not being sick and, and being able to just be full of energy full of life and, and not having to worry about certain things you know is is a, is a huge blessing man that i think people take for granted you know, just being able to wake up and and do what you got to do and, and have no setbacks, no health setbacks, man, is a beautiful thing. Definitely. You also say on that same song, converse about life and how it all passed by. In a blink of an eye, these old folks didn't lie. So much good advice that you never received, must have heard it more than twice, but you never believed. Why do you think it was so hard for you to receive and believe good advice in your earlier years? Oh, you know, when when you're younger, you feel invincible, man. Like, you know, you really you really have to go through some things to to fully understand what people are saying. Because, like, they can tell you one thing, but when you finally experience it yourself, it it hits different, man. Because you know, unfortunately, man, I I was a kind of stubborn kid, man. It, 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 
as open as I was to receiving things, I can admit that I was kind of stubborn, you know, and stuck in my ways, man, and just wanting to have fun and, and you know, just hang out with the homies, man, and, and you know, just kind of live it up at that age. But, you know, as you get older, you kind of learn, you kind of, you experience things, man, and, and you got a different perspective now. So mm-hmm. that that's what it was about, you know, um, and I really hope that resonates with the young, with the young people I know, which is tough because you really got to experience things to fully understand it. Was there like a event or a moment that you could pinpoint where that realization, you know, came through to you to be like, yo, I need to be paying attention to certain things a little bit more seriously? Yeah, I would think it was the birth of my son, man. Mm. Um, I grew up overnight. Wow. Um, when I found out my wife was pregnant. Um, and not that I was childish. I was, all, I mean, I would say that I was old, so I would stay home most of the time and really lay low. But. I think I wasn't really progressing in my life as, as much as I wanted to. I was kind of stagnant, uh, thinking that, you know, man, just it's, things are going to happen. It's going to figure out itself. But that's not necessarily the case. You know, when, when you got a kid, man, you get a fire, you get a fire lit on you, man, and you got to work harder. So, I mean, it's like, you know, you, now you got to take care of someone else. Absolutely. So, and that that is crazy. Definitely. I, I, I totally hear you and identify with you. Um, I have a, a few sons myself. So the track, the track, It's All Good, in my opinion, really sums up the overall vibe of this album. You know, like how you were saying earlier, like your, your, a lot of your music it has like a positive message. And I, I get that automatically as I listen to you. And it's one of the things that intrigued me to want to, you know, interview you. So that track is like really laid back, but it's also like optimistic in lyrics and sound. And I feel like that carries through in the entire album. What do you think best set the tone for your music to come across this way? I appreciate that, man, for real. Um, That's important to me, um, sending that energy out in the world. I think, you know, I got to say that the most important thing to me with, with music is production. Mm. And that's why I always give it up to Emma P and the Deli, man. They really like set the platform for me. It's like they, they, uh, they brought, they brought the can, they brought the, you know, the huge canvas for me to allow me to just paint what I wanted to. And, um, for me, most of the time, the beat serves as the guide for me. Like Mm. I, I can't just rhyme about anything on, on any beat. Like it's it's got to be fitting, so I think with it's all good. The I think the beat called for that. Honestly, the drums and, and you know the sample, the horns. Like for me, like it, it was it just made sense. Like honestly, I feel like it was just everything just comes from comes from God, man. It just, it just comes down to me, and He says, "Yo, this this is the energy you're gonna bring." So it it just felt right. It, it was a feel good beat. And I just brought more details to it and I brought the energy to it. Um, but also, you know, keeping in mind that um, you got to bring other element. I brought the element of adding DJ Million faces to that. So I kind of serve like as a, an executive producer as well, because I kind of try to figure out where things will fit in and make sense. So him sampling uh, Biggie, it's all good. What just I think was the icing on the cake, man. I think it really brought out, I, I think it really brought out, um, you know, more brought more life into the song. 
you know, when you mentioned the executive producer hat that you kind of played with the project, I think about some of the hooks or the bridges on the album. Some Sometimes you'll have, like, cuts, like, um, you know, the DJ doing the cuts. But very often, you would actually sing the hook. And, and when I say sing, it's actually not really you fully singing, but it's like a mixture of like rap singing, you know, if you, if you get yeah, what yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. I can't sing. So yeah. <laughs> I definitely get you. <laughs> but, but it works, right? Like it works for the vibe of the album. How do you know when it's time for you to like, which tracks you're going to do that on versus the tracks that you're just going to let, you know, the DJ do the cuts on like DJ million faces do the cuts on. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of a lot of my stuff, I'll kind of start humming to the beat. Mm. So, so, and I and I'll see if like the melody or or it kind of fits in well as I'm humming. And if it doesn't make sense to me with the humming, and and I'll actually add words on top of the humming. And if it doesn't make sense to me, I'll just cut it out and just be like, no, nah, we need some cuts on this. But not every beat calls for cuts. So if you know if people enjoyed it and thought it fit well. That's great, man, because I, I know it's kind of tough sometimes. You don't want to overdo either or. You don't want to overdo the singing. You don't want to overdo the cutting. You know, you want to be able to offer multiple things for the listeners, too. So if y'all think it, it blended well, then I did an amazing job, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Dope, dope. So you have a track on the album entitled Raw Lo-Fi. And it's a track that the title in itself stands out. So I wanted to ask you, like, how would you describe what raw lo-fi is as it pertains to your sound in particular? So I would say uh, raw just because, you know, when, when I go in to, when I approach making music, I'm not like cutting, pasting, editing too much. Like it's just, it's the authentic me. I just spill out whatever comes to me. I try not to think about it too much. And also just like being influenced by like the Wu-Tang and like that raw sound mm. and kind of bringing that to L.A. where the sound is a little different. You get a little more like gangster rap over here. Um, you get a little more street rap, uh, maybe a little more like West Coast rider music is really popular over here. So, uh, you know, me and Predominance with, with Revolutionary Rhythm, it was always about like keeping it raw, you know, taking it back to the essence of hip hop. So like that's what raw means for me, and lo-fi was kind of it was more of like, a pe like people keep trying to put us in like that lo-fi hip hop, and and when I think lo-fi, I don't think beats to sleep to, you know, to, you know, beats to do your homework to, like that that's cool and all, I, I listen to that, but I'm like I'm gonna bring the raw lo-fi, so it's, I'm gonna bring like some raw lyrics, and like keep it real raw and boom bap. Yet it's gonna have like that kind of staticky sound, you know, like, you know, it's not like um, super professional and too clean. Like it's just like straight out, straight off the mic and and the, and the MPC and just straight to your headphones. You know that that's for me is raw lo-fi. Dope, dope. So I think I mentioned this earlier that your delivery is like really laid back and it works really well with the beats that you tend to rap over. But do you ever find that because 
your your lyrical delivery is so laid back that it's easy for people to lose attention to what you're saying in your rhymes and get caught up more in the beats than the actual rhymes? You know, honestly, I don't have a problem with that. Mm. Uh, just because I stated that, you know, production is really important for me. And I, I've really changed my approach in recent years from wanting to be the best MC or the most lyrical MC to more just, uh, you know, capturing my story, um, capturing the vibe, you know, I keep saying kind of like these words, bringing a certain energy. I think that's more important for me, even if people are just have the music on in the background and kind of get lost in it. For me, I'd be super happy with that, actually, if my music, would, you were getting lost to it and you just forgot what I was saying. For me, that's like, oh, maybe, so maybe I'm not interrupting too much. I'm more of just sitting right here in the pocket. And you're just vibing out, man. I'm I'm definitely cool with that. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I, I brought it up because I feel like that I kind of had that experience with your music, right? And I had to really keenly listen because I've said this a number of times in my previous shows. I'm a lyric head, so I, I like to listen to lyrics. And I had to really, like, hone in to really get some of what you were actually talking about in your lyrics. But I feel like on first listen, it just kind of, everything just kind of flows together. And like you said, it's easy for the listener to get lost in the complete sound as opposed to, you know, highlighting the lyrics and hearing that at the forefront. So it's really interesting that you said that you actually like that. You know, like that's that's almost like something that you you set out to achieve, you know. So but yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope. And I never thought about it that way. Me being such a lyric head, like sometimes music is. Is to be received. In a natural, organic way and not always to be deciphered right <laughs> um, yeah yeah because there's there's a place in time for certain things and i don't mean to interrupt you it's cool and i appreciate that I'm, I'm glad you said that because i feel like there's songs where you actually you're like you're caught onto every word right and, and it's just grabbing your attention and then there's other songs that play so wonderfully in the back and not necessarily you're not listening but that the voice blends with the beat so well i think i i kind of grew up with a lot of music that that uh, that kind of felt like that. Like I would say for me, like a perfect example of that, like Diggable Planets, mm-hmm. who is one of my one of my biggest influences. I think they sit in the music so well that you can kind of just play it and you just get lost in the music. Yeah, and you're not necessarily so focused on what they're saying. It, it's just like that that smooth jazz. It's like almost like another instrument is playing on top of the other stuff. Right. So for for me, I love that man. I you know there's a play there's a place in time for you know every every different um, genres of music or different songs. So if that if that's what we're taking, man, that's beautiful to be to be honest. And I just want to emphasize that the dope thing is that when people do listen to what you're saying, you're saying something of substance. Like you're not. You're not mumble rapping, you know, like you're, you have something that's uplifting, inspiring, and your words are meaningful. So I think you win in, in both ways, right? And I think it's a positive thing either way. So, yeah, thanks for sharing 
insight on that. So oh, yeah, thank you, man. And also, like, if someone catches a lyric late, like maybe like the fourth or fifth listen, right? And the like, way wait, wait, he said that, oh, okay. Just, I feel that in my soul right there. That's some that's some real talk right there. That's even better. Dope, dope. When do you know it's time to take a break and put the hustle and bustle that sometimes comes with life on airplane mode? I like that. Yeah, airplane mode. Yeah, that's your um, man. That you just you gotta you gotta listen to you gotta listen to your your body, man, your mind. Um, you know what the universe is telling you. Um, you know, I think um, it's hard to stay productive right now. Uh, so much distractions too. Uh, I think we're easily distracted. Uh, social media, uh, just life in general. You know, we all have different things we gotta. Um, you know, we're all just trying to find a balance in life. Um, but I think uh, you got you got to kind of read the signs. And I've, I think with time, I've, I've gotten so much better with that. Um, and I know when to like kind of slow down and be a little more present. I think that's key when you're really present and you're really living in the moment. You're not really focused on like, what do I got to do next? What needs to be done? You know, um, writing things down is also a great way to, like, just keep things in order, kind of stay on a little schedule so you're not, you know, curious of what needs to be done next and you're not clueless. You kind of stay in a, you stay on the right path. Um, and, you know, I always put family first and, you know, I got to take care of them, you know, make sure they're straight. And I got to shout out my wife because uh, if it wasn't for wifey, the album would not be done because um, when I want to record, she takes care of the kids, you know, and I, and I, and I get in, I get that studio time in and uh, that's where you guys get the product that you guys love and support, which I appreciate to the fullest. Um, so I think the most important thing is just being present and being in the moment. That way you, you're more aware of what needs to happen next. Definitely. Definitely. On the song Next Move, you say you are never second guessing. Yes, you got to stay focused. Stop hesitating. Take advantage of the moment. How have you been able to avoid overthinking situations and discern when it's the right moment to take advantage of something? Um, man, that's a that is a great question, man. I think it's I think it's not worrying too much about making mistakes and understanding that mistakes will actually help you in the long run, man. Like, I think a lot of us dwell too much on what could happen. What if I did this? What if I did that? It's like, no, just do what feels right. Like, and if you're wrong, like, don't be scared to fail in front of people. Like, who cares? Like, at the end of the day, you got to grow. Like, do what's good for your soul, man. And a lot of times you're going to be wrong, and that's okay. Like, I've learned to deal with my mistakes you know, and not dwell on them too much. Learn from them and move on. You know, and I think I mentioned that as well. Learn from your mistakes and move on. Definitely. Well said. Your your rhymes on this Jazzy Vibes album to me, and we you spoke about this earlier, but I just want to highlight it again. Like, it embodies the uplifting and inspiring MC. You know, as I said earlier, your, a lot of your music has a positive message to it. What made you want you know that general message in your music 
I'm sorry, what made you want to have that general message in your music take an uplifting approach? I, I realized that, you know, the people that I always loved and respected were always the ones that brought knowledge to me mm. and, like, fed my soul with, like, you know, just, you know, positive reinforcement being able to tell me like yo you're gonna be good with this you're gonna be good with that like yo and if and like people that bring good energy to the room i always wanted to be around those people i was always like attracted to those people like mm -hmm. especially my my uh my partner predominance he was always that guy like in middle school and high school like everybody would gravitate towards him because he was such a positive guy like he was never in a bad mood at school and and people loved that they gravitated towards that so and and I always felt like that was my attitude as well, but I was very shy. I wasn't always a people's person. Mm. So through hip hop, that gave me, uh, you know, that, that art form allowed me to express myself. And that's what I always loved most. I, I also read a lot of self-help books. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I also watched a lot of um, YouTube videos with a lot of these, um, these speakers that, you know, they, they bring a lot of positive reinforcement in your life. And a lot of that really just, um, you know, changed my life to allow me to be more expressive and, and um, share that with others. Because I, I wasn't always that way. I was always real shy, real mellow, you know, introvert, just staying at home, listening to music, not really doing too much. But at the same time, I always loved, like, being appreciated for art and like sports too i also did sports mm -hmm. so so for me just seeing other people bring that positive energy to a room i wanted to bring that to the music mm. wow you know as i was listening to you earlier in this interview i i couldn't help but to think about how like you seem like someone who has a lot of morals and principles that you stand on prior to like the self-help books and the things that you've learned as an adult, would you say that you've had like a, a moral backing and like, kind of like, if so, like, where does that come from? Yeah, I think it's my parents, man. I was, I was blessed to have um, my mom and dad uh, with me, you know, growing up. I did have a little trouble at the house, you know, they, they're, they're, they're split. They're not together anymore. Mm. But you know what? They kept they kept it real, like loving around us. Like they never let that affect mm. how they treated me and my sister. My I have a younger sister, so I always respected that. The fact that they just kept it cool and they wanted to make sure that we were straight first, and they put all their stuff aside for us. Like I, I love that and respected that so much. And they always taught us about like just being respectful, like from you know simple things like opening the door you know for someone and, and saying please and thank you like the most simplest basic things in life were always stressed in my home so and, and that and that always stayed with me I, that, that never left me so for me always being respectful to others you know and it, just being a genuine kind person was like is just the most important thing to me dope dope I thought it was dope that you highlighted the positive impact your music had on a fan on the song Deeper Than Rap. 
But I also thought it was dope that you spoke on the positive that that fan's message had on you. Can you expound a little bit more on this concept of un- or understanding of your music being deeper than rap? Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you um, you listened to that one, man, and, and that one resonated with you. Uh, that one's a real special one, man, and uh, I I actually showed it to um, I would call them family now, man. I, anyone that supports my music to that level, I, I call them family. Um, so I actually showed him the song before I released it. I wanted to get his approval wow. first, even though I don't mention his name and put him out there like that. That's our story between him and I, and. And so I felt like it was important that he said yes before I put that out into the world. So if anybody didn't know that, I got his approval first. He said it was dope, man. And it was all through it was all through um, messages on I think Facebook. Um, so that the it was at a time where I wasn't too sure if music was really the right thing for me, even though even though I loved it so much, I wasn't sure if I wanted to pursue it as you know a part-time or a full-time job um just because it's so difficult in this time you know the it's oversaturated we have so much music being released every day and so i was kind of getting discouraged a little bit um by by where where music was going um so i almost felt like i wanted to step away or just make music low-key to myself family friends not really focusing on pushing it too much and his message made me realize that the music is more is more powerful man than we think wow uh, because there there's you know there's music that has affected me and, and allowed me to get through tough times so if i can do that for someone else i was like who cares about how many followers i have how many streams i have like all that stuff man it it doesn't matter at the end of the day if i can if i can help someone through a tough time like that man um i like um i don't know what else to say man like deep deep is deeper than rap mm. nah definitely and when you think about it it's like the epitome of like a meaningful exchange like the fan is benefiting but you're also benefiting and it's dope to, I'm sure it's dope to get that experience. You know, sometimes you don't even yeah. think that, I guess when you start out, you don't even think that you're going to get that experience. So it's dope that, you know, you were able to get it and then share about it in your music. So Yeah, yeah, man. And, and I think and I think that um, even, the little, even the little things are, are super important to me. Like anyone that comments on, on my material, on my music, drops a like, simple things like that, you know, I do not take for granted. And I think a lot of a lot of artists are kind of do, man. Like they're so focused on like wanting to achieve some other level. It's like, or they want something else out of it. Like you gotta focus on the people that are riding with you, man. The people are rocking with you, supporting, commenting, sharing your music, purchasing your music. I think I think that's where you'll find true happiness, man. Instead of trying to look for something you know, I, I don't know what it is that people are trying to attain, man. Like, they want the super fame, but I, I hear that. That's not always the best thing, man. How does that sense of gratefulness affect or impact your financial success? The financial success. Um, 
that you know i've never really correlated both of them i never really thought of them together man um but the fact that you can uh remain in a state of of gratitude will just keep you on the right path keep you consistent uh you know opposed opposed to um you know for example i wanted to quit music at a point right without realizing the true impact that my music had. So the fact that I was able to continue to create after that, after being inspired by someone, I actually started landing some good placements. Um, things started to happen more natural without even like, I kind of like manifested it into my life because I was like, if I can continue to create this good music that affects people's lives, I think it can really, you know, just blossom naturally and just grow naturally and reach other people, um, especially if it's organic. You know, if someone is, go- if someone needs to hear it, it's eventually going to get to them. And so, if it re- continues to reach more people, like my music did, especially like jazz and coffee, got a very dope placement on uh, Spotify. I was on the cover of the playlist. I was like on top of the playlist, and you know, Spotify doesn't pay the best. But hey, it helped me pay my bills, man. So I'm I'm super thankful for that, and it, and it helped grow my audience. So so you see, not it's not you know the results aren't always going to be there, right? But if you stay consistent, you know, and you and you keep that state of mind that yo, if I keep dropping this music that is being appreciated, I will continue to create more opportunities for myself. Well said, man. Well said. The song Reflecting, you say the only way to be fulfilled, making life surreal. And you repeat it again. You say the only way to be fulfilled, making life surreal. Can you explain further what you mean by that phrase? Yeah, I think it's uh, that that branches from like hearing people tell me that, you know, you kind of make your own world, you know, um a lot of times we can sit in this dark place and bad things will continue to happen you know so where i found true happiness was telling myself like yo like the fact that i'm alive like yo i can feel my skin i can breathe right now like i i can create i i can like i can build stuff man like i can touch stuff i can feel stuff you know i can express myself so the fact that i can do that I can begin to create a better world for myself. And I believe it's possible for anybody. You got to kind of tap in to your, to a certain place in your mind where you're like, no, not, nothing's going to affect, nothing's going to affect me. Nothing's going to throw me off this vibration right now. I'm on a certain wavelength right now. I got to stay on it and I'm going to create this better world for myself. And, you know, I know it's easier said than done, but personally, I found myself so much more happier when I, I start to, you know, create a, create a better world for myself in my mind, because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of this, this world that we're living in, it's like, it's our reality. Like we, we kind of make our own story up. Like you can be the superhero in your own story. Like, even though that, that sounds pretty crazy, but you could for real be the superhero in your own story. Like if you convince yourself that it's, it's definitely possible. You also say on that song, Reflecting, there's a difference between the state of being and your state of mind. Let's not take anything for granted, y'all. Can you explain the difference between the two? 
your state of being and your state of mind? Yeah, the, these are these are uh, these are good quotes, man. I love these. Um, so, you know, your your state of being uh, and and you know you being present in the world and. And it, and it kind of correlates to what I was saying earlier, you know, making life surreal. So, you know, the difference between your state of being and your state of mind. So you can tell yourself, you can tell yourself like, yo, things are going to be better for me. Things are going to be beautiful. Life is going to be full of abundance. And even though you're currently in a place where it might not feel that way if you if you're in that state of mind you can change your state of being so you can begin to see these things flourish in your own life because i've i've realized that the power of manifestation is real it's a lot of these things have really happened for me in my life so i i try to i try to remind people because unfortunately i think we need to hear things like nine or ten times before it actually resonates with us so i continue to say this on music over and over again to remind people that yo you can you can put yourself in a better place i think it's really dope that you share those little gems in your music (laughs) um how have your fans received the inspiring gems that you put in your music like is that something that like do you I guess similar to the fan that we spoke about earlier, do you receive messages from fans regularly about how much your music is inspiring them? Yeah, I do. I do actually, man. And um, not all the time, you know, um, but it's funny because even myself, I'm human, man. And and I have days where I'm like, is my music resonating, man? Because I put my heart and soul into this. Right, right. And and another another really important thing to mention is that I I really hope that I don't sound cheesy because like that is like the most important thing to me. I do not want to sound cheesy. I want it to flow naturally. I try to say it in a way where you know I'm not preaching, and yeah, it's it's some dope rap, you know. Yeah. I think I, I'm trying to I, I try to find a balance between the both because I don't want to come off too preachy, you know, and telling people what to do with their lives, you know. Or, you know, I just kind of share my experience. And it's and it's resonated really well, man. I, I think um, me opening up like that allows other people to open up to me. So I, I and I've received a lot of very dope messages. Dope, dope. Yeah, I don't think it comes across preachy. I just think it really comes across in the sense of a vibe, and people are able to, like you said, you could be like literally cleaning up the house on a Saturday and something, and you're just getting the messages, just kind of like outpouring as you're listening, you know. So that's how that's how I wrote a lot of my music, man. Cleaning the house, uh, wow. folding laundry, doing the dishes. Uh, so that's probably why it fits so well during that time, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm driving in the car. You yeah, know, yeah. Driving the work or whatever the case is, doing some errands. I, I was thinking a lot of my rhymes during that time, so it might fit perfectly for that. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah on on the track late night vibe, you say you got your fan by your side, your true meaning of wealth. When did you come to the realization that your family was your true meaning of wealth? I think I think that's always been ingrained in me, man. From 
when I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I've always been around a family that's uh, very joyful. They love to party, have a good time, man, and you know, very drama free. Um, and I'm blessed to say that because I've been around a lot of families that unfortunately, you know, they they don't let go of these little things, man. They hold grudges. Mm. And I'm like in disbelief, man. Like, why? Like, we're family. Like, there's there's no point in doing that. Like, a lot, I mean, unfortunately, humans, things happen, you know, and I understand. But thankfully, my family has always been, you know, good vibes, love to party. And uh, dance was always like something that was around us all the time, man. And, and you know, I think the, you know, us always being up dancing, you know, having a rhythm, getting the blood flowing, probably put us in a better mood. And maybe, maybe having music around all the time, put us in a better place. But um, the the second the second thing would be, you know, having uh, my son, mm-hmm. um, you Makes know, sense. was a was a huge life changer, man. Just open your eyes to, to so many different things, man. And, and, and knowing that your family is straight, they're good, healthy, like then now you can now go into the world feeling more comfortable, like knowing your family's straight. Now it's like, all right, let me go handle what I got to do. And you're, you're at a much, much better place in your mind. Yeah, that, that, that is so true. It makes so much sense. On that song, you also shout out your wife for supporting your music from day one. I know you mentioned her earlier. And, you know, so you shout out your wife, you know, for supporting your music from day one, being your first ear, and approving of all of the music before it's released. Aside from her being obviously your wife and you all having that special connection, what makes you trust in her to give that approval as opposed to giving it to like a DJ friend or an engineer? <laughs> That's a good question, man. Um, I think it, it's because we've been together for so long. Um, and, and she's actually, she actually supported my music uh, since high school. So this was around 2009. Um, you know, she, she was a supporter of my music then. And um you know, us us having a mutual understanding of, of what we want in life and just, and, you know, being on the same page all the time, being able to communicate with each other and be truly honest with each other, um, that, that allows me to know, like, that gives me comfort in being able to share music with her and knowing that I'm going to get the most honest feedback from her because she'll tell me that I'm whack. She'll be straight up, you know, and, and, and the good thing is that I won't be too offended because it's my wife, you know, I'll take it, you know. Do you um, think she'll tell you that you're whack quicker than one of your like DJ friends or music friends? Uh, yeah, oh, definitely, man. My wife is like she don't play, man. Like if something if something's no good, man, she'll tell me straight up. Yep. Word. That money. And anything in anything in life, not even just music, man. Like anything. Like if I'm messing up or whatever, my wife would just be quick to tell me. Like <laughs> get that's it together. What's up. Yeah, man. That's that's yeah. true love right there. But I gotta say, you gotta have a tough. You know, got to have a tough heart, you know, a tough spirit to take that, too. So props to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I've had some rough nights, man, where I'm like, man, she don't like this song. Man, I really love this one. I thought this was going to be it. Right, right, right. Right. Or, the, you know, like she, she's very uh, detailed because I've shared everything that I want to be approved with her. So, so like little things like delivery, like the way I, I say a certain word. 
or the way I, you know, I deliver a certain rhyme, she'll be critical of that because I've told her that I want her to be. So, so she's become like a great A and R for me, you know. That's what's up, man. So your your latest single, Timeless, produced by Phonics, came out last month. Can you explain the significance of the title and why you chose to highlight the subject of Timeless on this single? Oh, yeah, I, I think I've, I had already had this idea of talking about how we want to make music that is timeless, that is, you know, that reaches beyond time, like that is uh, something that, you know, lasts longer, like I said, than, than a song at a club. You know, a lot of music, a lot of hip hop from the 90s is still played today. A lot of this classic hip hop. And, and phonics makes a lot of that a lot of those type of beats where it's like it's boom bap, jazzy, mellow. It can be a little more up tempo. He can slow it down a little bit. And the beat he sent me was actually called Time. Mm. And I had I had already the idea of doing Timeless. Got it. So and 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 so it fits so perfectly. The timing couldn't have been any better, man. What I like to say. Look at that. And he produced it on the SP twelve hundred, which is just a classic hip hop, you know, beat machine. And for the producers that know what's up, it's very difficult to produce on an SB1200 compared to like Ableton and Fruity Loops and all these, you know, software programs where it's so much easier to produce. So he, he threw it back. He kept it classic. And so I felt like I had to keep it classic, too. And, you know, I think uh, the song's only been out for a bit. We've done we've done some pretty good promo for it. Uh, it's, it's just a loose single. Uh, we're, we're talking about doing some more stuff. But um, right now, I'm actually finishing a project up with Leo Lopez. Um, we had to release a single earlier in the year called Slow It Down. And uh, that, that song's about, you know, um, a lot of things are going on. Everything's fast paced, social media. You're like constantly scrolling, you're like looking for what's next, like searching for the next high, like what, what's going to give me, you know, that what's going to get my serotonin flowing, you know, like, uh, what you know how am I going to get some more likes and and you're always like thinking of things that'll that'll put you in a better place but sometimes the key is to just slow down Mm. you can take a deep breath be in the moment man understand that I'm alive right now and you know also when you're in question of what might happen next sometimes I kind of dive into this on the second verse is a story about how this this gentleman approached me at a restaurant randomly. I didn't even know the dude. He just came up to me and he was like, yo, I feel this crazy energy from you. And he's like, and I, and I can tell that you're going to do something great with your life. Like, he just randomly came up to me and told me that. And I, I think it was like at a Denny's. And I, I'm just like, what? It like, sounds like a movie, yo. <laughs> because, yeah, like, this is strange because like, I'm really trying to bring out positive energy, energy into the world. And then I'm, I'm kind of getting it back right now from this guy. He's kind of reinforcing it yeah. with me, but just, just some random, random man. He's like, I just feel some type of energy coming out of you. So, so I shared that on the second verse of that song with a little story, man. And um, we're, we're, we're working on an album. I'll, I'll reveal the title. It's called uh, still dreaming. Nice. And man, I'm I'm super excited about it, man. It's really about capturing a youthful energy because when you know when we're kids, we're always like in this fantasy world. We're playing and we're like kind of dreaming of things, you know. So um, now that I have two kids, I'm kind of back in that world again mm. of like 
being in that little fantasy world, we're playing and we're like, you know, we're seeing like monsters and we're defeating, you know, whatever it is. Like we're playing Spider-Man and like, you know, we're we're imagining someone in front of us. And and it doesn't dive into that too much. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to, you know, we have the youthful energy that's still in us, you know, and you can still be a, a dreamer, you know, you you can you can like make this world for yourself and like and, and when you're a kid, you live in a better place, man. You're kind of questioning things. You're like more interested, intrigued by things. And for some reason, when you get older, a lot of these things are like just normal, man. Like, you know, the trees, for example, like the kids would look at the trees and be like, whoa, yo, that's crazy. But us as adults, we're like, that's the tree right there, you know? Just little, little things like that, like just capturing that youthful energy. And I'm super excited about it, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very similar to Jazzy Vibes, a lot of Jazzy beats. Nice, nice. When when is that to be released? Is that something we'll see before the year is up? Um, I'm, we're actually debating, uh, just because um, vinyl production is is like it's crazy right now. Vinyl sales have gone up like so high right now, so the demand is crazy. So I'm I'm hearing that a lot of my friends or the turnaround time for their vinyl projects is about a year. Wow. So. Once we have everything kind of packaged and ready, uh, I might ask people like, "Do you guys want to stream it first, or do you want to wait until the you know the vinyl is ready?" Because for me, a, a lot of a lot of our audience likes vinyl, right? So that's important for me. Um, but unfortunately, the turnaround time is crazy; it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, it's an interesting thing when you have to definitely consider your demographic and what they're into and you know, choosing how to, like, what medium to release the music. Um, but I'll say I hope I hope to hear it before the end of the year. But no pressure. Whenever right. you release it, it's all good. <laughs> so fi- the song that you did with Phonics, and I know you have this other project coming out, uh, I couldn't help but to ask, is this an indicator of a possible project you may do with Phonics in the future? Or is any like is there any talks about that? Oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. I'm I'm excited for that because he he sent me some uh, some clips of different beats that he, that he had made and asked me if I wanted any of them. Of course, I said yes. I, I already picked a few, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, okay. We haven't really said like full project, you know, EP, LP. It's just more of just you know letting it flow naturally. I'm yeah. gonna get some more beats and I'm gonna keep working. Dope. So I have to ask you this before I go. And it really came to my awareness as I'm talking to you tonight. You have such a dope ear for production. Have you considered yourself making beats and, you know, approaching, you know, the direction of creating your own beat tape and just, you know, going in that direction? Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, I, you know, it's funny, like, being able to select the right beat is more than, like, half the battle for me. Like, if I if I pick the right beat, I'm super happy. Nice. Um, and, and if other people agree with that, super happy about that. And um, I've, I've actually, I do produce. It's just I haven't found, I haven't found, like, the right way to, like, translate you know the feeling of the thoughts or the uh the right sound that i want to get out i'm gonna keep working on it but i am i am making beats 
it's just it hasn't it hasn't seen the light of day yet. Got it, got it. But it's in it's in the process, you know. It's yeah, definitely in the process, man. I think yeah. I think after after I'm done emceeing, I want to help produce, um, maybe even maybe even help artists with marketing and promoting. Maybe even run a label eventually. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see what what happens, man. But I definitely just uh, want to continue to be involved around music and hip hop, man. I, I love it so much. I, I can't can't see myself ever giving up giving it up, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, Kid Abstract, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me tonight. It was a pleasure building with you about your project and just your whole approach to music. For the fans out there and the audience listening, what are uh, what are some closing words you would like to share with them, and maybe even share, you know, where they can find you, like your website and social media. Wait, wait, before I get into that, man, how, how did you find my music, man? If I may ask. Bandcamp. Bandcamp? So, yeah, I've, I, um, I search frequently for new music on Bandcamp. Right. But, you know, I, I go through other sites as well, but I'm pretty sure it was Bandcamp that I found out about Jazzy Vibes. And I started seeing that artwork popping up more and more. <laughs> and right. it made me interested in wanting to reach out to you. Okay, that's yeah. dope, man, because I, I'm the same way. I'm always looking for new music. And, you know, I tell people, please don't complain that there's no good music out there, man. You just got to take a little time, do, do your research, do your Googles, search up some music, man, take some time to listen to different things, and you'll eventually find that there's a lot of dope artists. Um, and I have a couple features on the next album that um, I'm going to figure out a way to promote their, their previous work or their future work as well. I want to put other people on. There's so much good music out there, man. So thank you. Thank you for uh, actually pressing play, man. That's dope. That's half the battle today, man, because there's so much music. So Word. the fact that you press play, I appreciate that. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to say um, to all my listeners, uh, I truly appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. I love all of you guys. If you support my music, I consider you family. Um, thank you for letting me into your ears, your headphones, your speakers. Um, thank you to everyone that does the simple things like liking my post. That goes a long way. People don't understand. Like, don't just look at it and say that's dope. Like it. Drop a comment. Flame emojis. Whatever, man. Just do do something for all your favorite artists. Like, don't just look at it and say, yo, that's dope. No, let me know. Let them know. Express yourself. Give people their flowers while they're here. Please. Life is too short, man. Life is way too short. Show love to everyone, not just me, everybody. Anybody you love and respect, just show them some love with a little like, comment, send them a message, let them know you're thinking about them, whatever it is. You know, we can be gone tomorrow, man. And I'm not trying to take it to a dark place. We can literally be gone tomorrow. And you won't get that thought off your mind, man. And I don't know. Like for me, life is too short. I try to show love to everybody, man. Anybody that shows me love, I'm gonna show you love right back. And where you can support my music, the main website is rawrhythmmusic.com. Please uh, subscribe to that because the other day IG went down, Facebook went down, and I was like, yo, how am I gonna reach all these people, man? Like, oh, like. I was low-key, like, kind of scared, and I was like, yo, I talked to mo more people on IG than any other platform. So 
So, yo, if you want to keep updated with my music, revolutionaryrhythm.bandcamp.com, rawrhythmmusic.com. That's Kid Abstract on Spotify and all the other uh, streaming platforms. Uh, if you press play, I uh, deeply appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate you. No doubt. I'm going to put that I put that uh, rawrhythmmusic.com up there so people know there we go. to go check that out, man. And, yeah, man, to all of our viewers and all of our listeners, thank you so much for rocking with us. Make sure to hit that notification bell and subscribe to outtheboxmedia.com so that you can get um, acquainted and, and get updated when we put out a new episode. Remember, we do a new show every Friday. So till our next show, I want to say peace, love, and light. Stay focused, stay healthy, stay safe. We out of here. Peace. Peace.